Welcome to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. Wildly Balanced is your weekly permission slip to bring more fun and wildness into your work-life balance. Join us every week for our favorite tips on how to have more fun, shift your mindset, and let your wild side flow. Welcome back. This episode, you guys aren't even ready. You all aren't even ready. Trying to be more inclusive. Doing it so often. Y'all aren't even ready. This episode is a long time coming. This is the first episode of Wildly Balanced, where I am joined by two amazing people. We have two guests today, and I'm super excited for this because they are here to speak about being an imperfect ally. So in no particular order, just the way that the bios are written out, we have the amazing Jenna Teague, pronouns she, they. Little side note, I don't think I've ever shared my pronouns on the podcast here. So I'm Carly. My pronouns are she, her. This is an inclusive community. So feel free to be inspired, share your pronouns wherever possible. So we have the amazing Jenna Teague, she, they. Jenna is a business strategist, queer identified psychotherapist and professional co-creator. The past 15 plus years have been spent helping clients dream bigger and execute their big visions from a thriving private therapy practice to partnering with coaching industry leaders to achieve they're wildly successful launches. I love the use of wildly in there. Big fan of wildly balanced. And then last but not least, we have Brie Bird, also she, they. They are a space holder, energy healer, and cellular release therapy facilitator. Love to hear more about that as we get into it, because that's super interesting. Brie's mission is to help women and queer folks heal from trauma, not only on an individual level, but on a community level, educating families and allies along the way so that future generations can thrive. Guys, I'm so excited. Not guys, <laughs> people, guests, amazing humans. I'm so excited. We're so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us, Carly. Thank you for being here. I'm sad Jill couldn't be here, but she had her own things going on. So she's here in spirit. She definitely is. Yes. I'm so pumped that you just shared your pronouns for the first time on the podcast. I know. I can't believe I've never done that before. I'm honored that it happened when Brie and I were here. Yes. It's a good day for it. Good day to share your pronouns. That's right. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so excited you're both here. Can you tell me a little bit more about who you are, what you're balancing, the like program that you guys share together, and why both of you are here specifically? Yeah. So... I'm Brie. I am balancing a little bit of everything right now. Lots of family and trying to find my own rhythm of just like me time while having this in-person practice for the first time ever. So I'm seeing clients in person. And then Jenna and I have allyship in action, which started as a one-time training. It started as a one-time two-hour training for a coaching academy. And now it just has taken on this life of its own. And we're helping entrepreneurs and space holders create genuinely safe spaces and, and inclusive spaces and affirming spaces for the queer community. And I just could not be more excited about our work together. Yeah, it is one of the most rewarding things that I'm balancing right now. I'm Jenna, and I'm balancing being a newlywed. What? I still can't believe that. And working with Brie, uh, with Allyship in Action, also have my own uh, psychotherapy and coaching practice, and working for the Coaching Academy, where this 
this training that became allyship in action originated. So yeah, that's what I'm balancing these days. I'm just fangirling so hard and I can't believe you're both here. I'm so excited. Also, I love that the coaching academy is like where the three of us met too. It's where all of this connection came from. Also, side note, listeners of the podcast may know that I am bald. That was a thing that happened recently. And Brie is also bald. And she's one of the inspirations that inspired me to shave my head. So Jenna, you're the only one balancing hair here. I know. <laughs> I, I feel very unbalanced being the only haired person in the room. Yeah. I love that you, that you were inspired by Brie. I didn't know that, Carly. That's so yeah. cool. She was one of my inspirations. We've been chatting in the DMs about it. I'm just going to slowly like spread it to everyone. Just like subliminal messaging like do it shave your head shave your head (laughs) you know you want to (laughs) everyone else is doing it all the cool kids shaving their head and being imperfect allies yes true shaving heads and sharing pronouns that's what we're all about at allyship in action (laughs) men changing the podcast name (laughs) can i get a t-shirt yes yes i would buy one please do we gotta get to work on that yeah. Can you share a little bit more about what an imperfect ally means? What being an imperfect ally means? Yeah, definitely. I, an imperfect ally is the only type of ally that exists because there is no such thing as a perfect ally. There's no such thing as a perfect anything. And so really being an imperfect ally means being willing to make mistakes and to do it wrong and to constantly be learning but still be out there showing up for the communities that need you. And in this case, for us, it's the LGBTQI plus community. So anyone who is willing to show up and do the work and, and advocate and make their voice heard is welcome. And perfection is not expected. We do not expect ourselves to be perfect. We're not any kind of perfect allies either. And so we just want to invite anyone who, who is willing to exist in that space with us to join us, really. Yeah, we always talk about how the biggest piece of allyship is the inner work. It's checking your own biases and, and wondering, oh, why do I feel that way about these people? Or what did that just click within me? Like, where does, where does my work still lie is really the question. And just being willing to show up in the in-between of like, I haven't, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not there yet. I will always have things that I was taught in childhood or growing up that I have to unlearn and like showing up in the middle. That's all that we're asking for. Mm, I think that that's so beautiful. And I love how you talk about like checking your own biases and stuff. Cause I've heard, and like something that I believe in is your first response to something is like what society has programmed you or what society has taught you. And then your second response is like, actually who you are. So like, sometimes you'll see something and be like, have a thought and be like, oh my God, why did I just think that? Like, that's horrible. And it's like, that's not you. That's what society has taught you to say or to think. So good. Yeah, I think sometimes when we internalize those messages from society, if we do it for long enough, and if we're in an environment where we're receiving those messages for long enough, it becomes harder and harder to distinguish whether they are our own voice or whether they are something coming in from the outside that we've internalized. So 
I really like that, like creating that gap between your first and your second response to really consider like, was that my voice or was that somebody else's? Yeah, that's a beautiful card. Thank you. Yeah. I can't take credit for it. I heard it on the internet, but it stuck. <laughs> it stuck with me. Everything that we say we heard on the internet somewhere before. No original Max. thoughts. I think that's the most valuable piece of information I've gotten from the internet is I am not unique at all. True. True. And I, I think that's like another bonus to getting allies and potential allies together for our trainings is it becomes so clear that the questions that you might have that you're afraid to ask or the things that you might've done or might think to do that you're like, is that right or not right? So many other people have those questions. So many other people have those struggles. So many other people have those worries about messing up or not knowing enough, including us. So yeah, I, I love that about like doing it in a group because it becomes so obvious that like none of us is unique. We all share similar messages that we were programmed with and and responses to those messages yeah we're all just walking each other home mm. i love that that's so cute that's such a cute metaphor i love that yeah i'm just so happy that you both are here and are talking to our listeners about just like bringing more inclusivity into their messaging I was wondering if you had any tips or tricks on like becoming more of an ally and bringing more inclusivity into their messaging. The first thing that I would say is <laughs> diversify the content that you're consuming. Like actually listen to LGBTQIA plus people, make them a part of your daily life so that if you're in a bubble with only people who are just like you, you have no opportunities for growth there. So that would be the first thing that I say. There are some really easy tangibles, like switching from women to more inclusive language to folks or people or souls. And it doesn't have to be something that's obvious. One thing that Jenna and I talk about a lot is that when you make those shifts in your messaging, the people who need to see it will notice and the people who don't need it, they're not, they're not going to notice. It's going to fly right under the radar. So it's really just opening up your mind and really taking a look at your business practices now and going, is that welcoming to everybody? Who might I be leaving out? And then going from there. Yeah, I think that's the question. Who might I be leaving out in my language choices? Like, where are my blind spots that I am projecting my own experience onto others? through the language and the framing that I use when I talk to clients or customers or even just people in your life, you know? One, one that I really like is switching from couples to relationships. I think when it comes to relationships, so many of us default to couple language and those aren't the only constellations of relationships out there. And again, as Bree said, Somebody who is moving through life in a couple won't notice that you've called their relationship a relationship instead of a couple, but someone who's moving through life in another kind of relationship will notice that you didn't exclude them in the language that you used. Wow. 
I feel like that's so powerful. And the people who need to notice will notice. Mic drop. I think a lot of people worry that if they start using more expansive language or more inclusive language, that people are going to feel some kind of way about it, essentially. Like if you're a person whose ideal client is 99% of the time a woman, I think people often worry, well, if I don't call them women, they're going to think that's weird. And really, they're not. If, if you start calling them people or humans or souls or whatever resonates with you, they're not even going to notice, except the people who are in your audience who don't identify as women are absolutely going to notice. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. this fear of alienating your ideal client is alienating some of your ideal clients. <laughs> like you're trying to get the, the window too narrow and yeah. you're leaving people out. Wow. I feel like that's come up earlier today too. I had another podcast interview that we did and we talked a lot about ideal clients and like trying to like hone in on your ideal client, but not getting too specific, you know, cause it's not about like what color eyes they have and like what they wear and where they live kind of thing. It's more of like, what do they feel and what are their values kind of thing. And it really opens up this like surprising amount of ideal clients that you never expected of like you know, because like we were saying in the other podcast interview today, it was like, I get very honed in on like this exact person, like this specific person will buy my course. And then like somebody comes out of the woodworks who I never expected. And it was like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, how did you find me? And it's like, because they're my ideal client. They just weren't who I was expecting. Yeah, yeah they have the same energy. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying you're matching energy rather than listing a set of characteristics that they need to meet. Yeah. And you're, they have the same struggles and the same goals and wishes that your ideal client has. It's just, they came in a different demographic or package than you thought they would. Yeah. Another yeah, piece I, that we really, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Another piece that we like to touch on in the training is giving context and history for when your ideal client is an LGBTQIA plus person or a queer person so that you have not necessarily the tools, but you have some context for what their life may have been like if their experience was different than yours. And just having that will make you better equipped to hold space. Yeah, that's that's also part of the the individual work is like not only doing the inner work, but seeking out the education the information, the history, because that is going to help. Yeah. And unfortunately, queer history isn't just everywhere for everyone to consume. You do have to seek it out. Yeah. And it is rich and amazing once you find it, though. Mm-hmm. As someone who's, I've watched your training twice now because I went through it with the coaching academy that we mentioned before. And then you also hosted a free training. Well, that was that a couple months ago now which was super exciting. And it was really inspiring to see, like, first of all, just the amount of like love and like effort that you guys, that you both put into the training and like the research and everything, but also as a Canadian, just seeing like, cause a lot of your training is like American based facts and dates. And it's just like, wow, we've had it. We haven't had it perfect up here in Canada, but like, it's been so vastly different just over like one border. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, I can imagine, you know, as an American, I think it's easy for us to wrongly assume that we are on like more of the leading edge of progression, progress, uh, when it comes to human rights, including LGBTQ plus rights, we're not necessarily. And yeah, it must be jarring to kind of look at where we're at compared to where Canada has been much more on the leading edge of rights for the LGBTQ plus community. And I've been meaning to like look more into it too, to see like how I can, you know, be more inclusive and like get to know the LGBTQIA plus history here in Canada a little bit more since like watching your recordings. And this is my reminder to do that because I've been meaning to do that for so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is imperfect allyship, right? Like you have done so much to show up to these trainings and to like educate yourself and, you know, be as inclusive and affirming as you can. And also you're like, oh crap, I've been meaning to research Canadian LGBTQ plus history and I haven't done it. So, I mean, we're all just like on the journey, you know? I think if you feel like you've reached the destination, that's where things can get a little tricky because you'll be complacent and you'll stop looking for ways that you can be more inclusive or welcome more people. Yeah. I'm less worried about the person who makes a mistake and keeps going than I am about the person who thinks that they're incapable of making mistakes in their allyship. Mm. Yeah. So good. Wow. Yeah. Allyship looks much different than it did like 10 years ago. I think, I think the expectation for an ally was just like, be nice to gay people. That's it. (laughs) Just don't be an asshole. And now, unfortunately, with the way that things are and the way that things were then too, but we're more aware of it now and more connected, I think. Yeah, we need more from our allies now. We need them to speak up for us when we're not in the room. Mm, I love that. Need to speak up for you when you're not in the room. I feel like it's something that people don't think about too. It's like, I'm an ally around like the queer community that I know, you know, going to pride and like having the fun and stuff. But then it's also like when the queer, when they're not in the room, like to continue to be an ally. Yeah. Like don't That's normalize. actually the most important time to be an ally. Yes. Yeah. What were you going to say, Brie? Just the piece of not normalizing homophobia, basically. Just even in its smallest and most inconspicuous forms, just calling it out when you see it, when we aren't there it makes a huge difference because then it, it makes that person start questioning too of like, Oh, maybe everyone doesn't feel this way, you know, and they may hear that better from an ally than they would from someone who's actually in our community. So true. Yeah. I think that's why we're so passionate about training, you know, businesses and entrepreneurs to, better embody their allyship or more proactively embody their allyship because that will create the ripple effect of having more allies in more rooms where the queer community is not represented in addition to changing the way that people 
you know, market and talk to their audience and, you know, the language that they use and the framing that they use around their messaging. Like it really expands the scope of where advocates are placed, you know, advocates and allies. Yeah, I have uh, gotten very emotional many times talking to Jenna about the coaches and entrepreneurs and space holders that we've trained because I don't just think about like, oh, think about all of their customers or clients. I think about, oh my God, think about every queer kid that they may encounter in their lifetime that they will know how to hold space for better now. Like how that child's experience could be so much different now. And then that times a hundred, it's just out of this world. My heart. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. You guys are doing, you're just, you're doing good stuff, doing amazing things. And you said that this training and this business started as a one-time training for the like coaching Academy. So what inspired you? I know we talked about it a little bit, but like what inspired you to make this a whole business and a training and what does the business like entail? Like, do you have like resources and stuff for people, or is it mainly just like the training that you go and, you know, educate others about? Yeah, I think what inspired us was the reaction and the questions from the first 37 coaches that we had in a room together. It was that they actually opened up and it was a whole conversation. We went over time, like just talking and having all of these beautiful conversations that And after that, it was like, how could we not do this again? Like, how could we not offer this again? And then we just kind of opened up to what that could look like. And then we did go on to do a free training. And from there, we have opened up the training to businesses and entrepreneurs, coaching academies, and had the honor of training several of those. And then we just wanted to do more. So now we are open up to evaluating copy and going into the back end of things and looking at how do you work with clients and, and where do you feel like you're struggling and how can we help? And just being really open to whatever that could look like for a business, depending on what they need. Ooh, that's so good. I feel like that's so valuable to doing like the allyship audit on copy and stuff. That's so yeah. damn. Yeah. You know, just auditing basically your business practices and your messaging and how to make that more inclusive and expansive and, and open and affirming. Yeah. And we're working toward offering a certification program for businesses and entrepreneurs where they can take a more advanced version of our training and earn a certification as a proactive ally so that they are equipped to truly hold a safe, affirming, and inclusive space for members of the LGBTQ plus community. I think my jaw dropped when you said that. Get me on the wait list. That sounds amazing. (laughs) And that's so, so important, especially in 2022, when it seems like a common sense thing that is not so common. No. Yeah. It is really needed now, especially for you know, queer kids and families, you know, as Brie was saying, especially in the States, there's a lot of legislation going on right now targeting 
queer and trans youth and families and they need more allies. They need more proactive allies. So anything that we can do to make that happen, we're going to do it. I love it. And what a better way to support the LGBTQIA plus community than by supporting the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. with you two right here, getting certified. <laughs> I love that so That's much. Right. Yeah. Support queer folks by supporting queer folks. Yes. Yeah. That's another t-shirt I need. I know. Oh my God, we write have so many down. merch ideas today. <laughs> Please do write this down right now. I would get that on a coffee cup or stickers. (gasps) I need more stickers. I just got a new water bottle, a new Nalgene, and it's naked and I need stickers for it. I just put my first sticker on my water bottle. She's poison the patriarchy. Oh my goodness. This is one of Melanie Knight's stickers. If you follow her. I think I saw your story today. That's so good. It's awesome. I just, I have one of Melanie's stickers on here. If we oh, burn, yes. burn with us. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, mine's covered. I'm like, I need a second water bottle so I can get more stickers. So I don't want to cover any of them. <laughs> I left That's them so too fair. much. That's so fair. Yeah, I just got this one, like this water bottle, like a week ago, and I have no fresh stickers to put on it. You, you'll get Melanie Knight stickers. She's got <gasps> some amazing ones. I'll and give you the so good. Please do. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm excited. I'm curious what the most important lesson that you've learned so far in this allyship in action business has been. What a good question. Thank you. It's not my first interview. (laughs) Bree, did something immediately pop to your mind? I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but I think it's just the, for me, what came up immediately when we started doing this was like, who the fuck do I think I am? Like, I cannot possibly speak for this community. This is crazy. I have stepped out of bounds here, basically. And luckily, talking with Jenna and really like unpacking that for myself, it was the expectation of perfection for me. And like, I have to stand in front of these 37 coaches and I have to know everything. And I can't possibly, I can't possibly know everything and do this perfectly. I think it was just the we get to be imperfect allies. And then we also get to use that to give other people permission to be imperfect allies. Because I think that's also the greatest lesson that we can give them is you get to show up now. You don't have to wait until you know everything because we actually need you now. Like it's, it's better now. Yeah. You're ready now because you'll never be more ready than you are now. And you'll never be closer to perfect than you are now. You might have more information and, you know, more experience, but like you're ready now. Yeah. The and more you know, ready now. Literally, like right now, let's go. Yeah. The more you know, the more you realize that you don't know. So there will always be more to learn. Like, don't think that there is some magical destination where it's like, okay, now I'm good. Now I can show up for people. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So good. So good. Also, I love Jenna being the real MVP, just crushing perfectionism. Always. <laughs> the work the world needs. This episode of the Wildly Balanced podcast is sponsored by onboarding and offboarding like a badass. 
brand new course from Carly to Co. ready for your binging purposes. This course is for the badass creative entrepreneur who is ready to elevate their onboarding and offboarding process. Whether you're a virtual assistant, a freelance entrepreneur, or a coach, there's something inside for you. Get ready to onboard and offboard your clients seamlessly and efficiently to get you more leads and more income with ease. Starting a business gets to be easy. Continuing a business gets to be easy. Growing a business gets to be easy, and this is your permission slip to do so. Get immediate access to five pillars, including onboarding, payments and invoicing, calendars, offboarding, and bonuses today for only $197 or two payments of $111. That's one payment of $197 or two payments of $111. To learn more, go to carlyitaco.podia.com. That's carlyitaco, C-A-R-L-Y-I-T-A-C-O.podia.com. To learn more, link will be in our show notes. Yeah. We were both doing the work that the world needs. And I'm just so happy I get to talk to you. This is so good. <laughs> this is so inspiring. And I'm so excited that not only me, but our listeners get a little taste of both of you. So Thank super you so stoked. Car. Thanks. I'm curious because we do have like a couple, like some of our listeners are like brand new entrepreneurs starting out in the industry, which is super exciting. And I'm curious if you have one piece of advice that you'd like to give to these baby entrepreneurs or old entrepreneurs or like thriving entrepreneurs, just one piece of advice to bring into their everyday, to be more inclusive, to be a more imperfect ally. Can you tell I'm stalling so you can think? <laughs> I, I have an idea. I was given, I was given Brie a minute because I thought she was going to hop in. I would say when it comes to allyship and your business, kind of what we were just talking about, like do it before you're ready. Like you're as an entrepreneur to, to be seen more, to put yourself out there, to put your offers out there, to fully dive into your business. You're never going to feel ready, never going to feel fully ready. And you can't do the work that you're meant to do, that you want to do, that this entrepreneurial calling has, has called you to unless you do it you know, all the thinking, all the planning is not going to get you there. Like it's, it's in the doing. And it's the same with allyship. Like you're never going to feel ready to go out there and be an advocate for LGBTQ plus folks. But if you want to be an advocate for LGBTQ plus folks, you just have to do it. Yeah. And in, in an environment of safety, I'm not asking anyone to do anything that is unsafe and also push your edges, you know? For sure. Be willing to mess up. And then if slash when you do mess up, because we all have, be willing to own that and say, okay, I understand this is what I did. And now this is how I'm going to be better. This is how I'm going to educate myself and move forward. And thank you so much for, for telling me so I can learn from this. It's, I think everybody feels like they're just saying like one wrong thing that they're going to say away from it all being over, especially like when you're brand new in business, it's like, if I say the wrong thing, it's all going to go away. And it's not, it's not because your intention was to show up with love and care for your community. And all that you have to do is own it. If you mess up and keep that same intention of, wow, I hear you. And you're totally right. I did that. And now here's where I'm going to go from here. Here's how I want to make it right. And things keep moving. Yeah. If, if you lean into being receptive to feedback and 
lean away from being defensive, it's the best thing you can do. Ooh, say that again for the people in the back. Oh, stay away from defensiveness and lean into feedback. That's that's the goal. That's so good. That's so good. I feel like that's just a life lesson for everything too, especially like imperfect allyship, but just like anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's full circle to what you said about like checking your first reaction too, because of course, if someone brings something to your attention, you're going to be like, no, I did it. No, I would never have done that. So getting through that defensiveness to your next reaction of, okay, I could actually see that. Yeah. That may have happened. Mm-hmm. And saying the wrong thing once isn't going to get you canceled. I feel no. like that's a huge thing. Huge reminder for all of us. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that saying the wrong thing is usually what gets people canceled. I think it's their reaction afterwards of, of then victim blaming and not owning it or taking any kind of accountability. That's where you fall into the space where people are like, actually your values don't align with mine. And I think that's what, you know, being canceled is a lot of the time is, oh, we just realized that your values don't align with ours. So show your people that your values do align with theirs and you're safe. You're fine. Yeah. I think where people get tripped up the most that I notice in that space of defensiveness is separating intention from impact and people, you know, find themselves thinking like, well, that's not what I meant. That wasn't my intention. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Right. And this was the effect And even if you didn't intend it, it still affected people in this way. So like own that impact, you know what I mean? And like, don't defend on the basis of your intentions because, you know, your intentions sometimes hurt people unintentionally, you know? Yeah. So good. Damn. I feel like that's come up a lot in my personal life too, just with like everything is like saying something and like intending it one way, but then like comes across another way and it's like this isn't an attack of like well of course you meant it this way it's like okay so that didn't hit the way I wanted it to it didn't land the way I wanted it to so let's adapt and overcome and let's rethink it and let's come at it from fresh eyes and I feel like that's what you both do with your training too is like come at it from a new perspective of like maybe you weren't seeing it this way but like it could come across that way yeah and that's like just being in relationship with people and with being canceled or being afraid to say the wrong thing. Like, I don't think humans are really made for the talking to a million people at once of social media. And that can be really like nerve wracking, but at the end of the day, you're just in relationship with people. And it's the same as saying something incorrectly and hurting your best friends. Like, how would you make that right? Don't you no matter what your intention was, you care about the hurt because you care about that person. And that can feel harder to connect with on the internet, but it's, it's the same. There are people behind those keyboards. And if you hurt someone, you hurt them and let's fix it and move on. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. It's always a relationship. I love that Brie. You're both so knowledgeable. I feel like I've said it a million times, but I'm just so happy you're here. We're so happy to be here. Seriously. I want to get down and dirty and I want to know your both both of yours unpopular opinion around 
anything could be around coaching, could be around your business, around allyship. I want you to offend some people because that's what we're here for, really. And just share your unpopular opinion. Okay. Unpopular opinion. If you call yourself an ally and you are not actively checking yourself and doing the work to stay educated on what's happening to queer people now, maybe you're not as much of an ally as you think you are. Oh, I feel like that's less of an unpopular opinion and just facts, (laughs) just straight facts. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this is also falls into the category of facts, but knowing or being friends with an LGBTQ plus person does not make you an ally. Preach. Yeah, just doesn't. Straight facts. Do more. No unpopular opinion around that. Just straight facts. Like, please do not use me as your get out of jail free card when you say something shitty. And then you're like, no, but my friend Bree's gay. It's fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. Revoking your permission slip to use Bree as a get out of (laughs) jail free card. Yes. That's right. Cut them out of your life. Not you specifically, but like people in general. Jenna's unpopular opinion. Cut them, them out of your life or train or you know train them up train, train them, them up to be allies <laughs> do better people yeah shameless self-promo go check out allyship in action learn more <laughs> or really any resource honestly like of course we would love to be a part of your allyship journey and also any resource any well-vetted reliable resource like if not us, somebody else, please. Yeah. And we always encourage people, like, we want to give you a good foundation of knowledge. And this is just the starting point. Like, keep doing your own research. Make it a part of your daily life. Follow more queer people. Follow more queer people. Make it part of your social media life because that's your community in a lot of ways, especially if you're spending a lot of time there. Make sure you're hearing all different types of voices, not just ones that sound like you're so good there's so many amazing queer people on social media like instagram and tiktok especially it's so fun over there it is not hard to find awesome queer people to follow it's Just, true you could stumble over them <laughs> on the internet men if you guys have a list too if you both have a list oh my god jenna i keep doing it <laughs> keep saying you guys if you amazing beautiful humans have a list of queer folks on social media i'd love to drop in the show notes too you don't have to like rattle them off or rattle them off right now, but we can drop them in the show notes. For sure. We got you. Cool. You hook me up. I got it. Amazing. I I don't know if you guys listen. Oh my goodness, I did it again. Jenna, it is second nature. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know exactly work with how Jenna. you feel in this moment. I used to work with Jenna and she, she caught herself saying you guys often and trying to switch it. So I hope you're I hope it's less second nature to you because I'm trying real hard over here. That's all. I, that's all we ask, right? That's that's all I'm doing. Continue to try. Yes, I still say you guys. I trained myself to say you guys instead of y'all because I never wanted to sound like I was from the south. And now I'm like reverting. Now I'm saying y'all all the time again. <laughs> I mean it completely non-binary. Like guy is just a person. Yes, in my mind. If y'all, I feel the same way about bro and dude. True. True. Yes. Totally. Well, if y'all listen to our guest episodes at all or any episode, really, you know that we always do an unpop, not an unpopular opinion. We already went over that. We do a permission slip 
in every episode. So this could be generally it's your permission slip to keep throughout the week to remind yourself. If you feel called, though, you can also give one to the listeners because that's always fun. And I will go first just so you can kind of think about it. And then I will ask both of you what your permission slip is. So my permission slip this week is to take a deep dive and audit in my business and just see what language I'm using and how I could make it more inclusive. You know, if I'm saying you guys in my copy, change it to y'all, change it to humans. I like to do in the podcast here, I usually will say listeners because I don't know who's listening. So keep it inclusive. That's beautiful. Thank you. Which one of you would like to go first? What does your permission slip say? Uh, So my permission slip for myself is to continue to hold grace and compassion for the fact that I still say you guys unintentionally and to know that I'm working on it. And my permission slip to the listeners, I think, you know, from allyship in action would be to be an imperfect ally to start showing up more, start following more for people, start using your voice more and mess up. And that's totally okay. Like, Oh, good. I love a two for one. Yeah. Love a two for one. Thank you so much for that, Jenna. Brie, what does your permission slip say this week? My permission slip this week is to uh, rest. Honestly, (laughs) rest when I can and and kind of let the to-do list go. It's been a busy few weeks. So if anyone else needs that, I'm going to pass one out too, and you all can rest as well. Oh my God. I love it. That sounds delightful. I hope you get so much needed rest. Thank you. Me too. Well, thank you both so much for being here. This has been so good. And I love having this conversation. Uh, Where can our listeners find you online? Drop all the links. Uh, we're on Instagram at Proactive Ally, and we're also on the interwebs at prideandjoyco.com slash allyship in action. I did it. You did it. So <laughs> proud of you. Amazing. You. If you need an What's audit. What's our email, Brie? I forgot our email. It's proactiveally at prideandjoyco.com. That's right. That's a good email. We'll put all of that in the show notes. And if you need an audit or you want an audit or if you want these beautiful ladies in your training to teach your audience about being a proactive ally, hit them up. And just uh, on that, on and using the word ladies, uh, an alternative to that for us, she, they's that I like is ladies. Uh, I don't know how I you feel about ladies, but I enjoy ladies? that one. I do like ladies. I haven't heard that before, but I'm into it. That's so fun. Okay. I didn't even notice I said ladies. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. We're just being perfect allies together. Being imperfect allies. My sister's name is Allie. <laughs> so I think of her often when I say ally because it's spelt the same. She has an I in her name. But it's imperfect like allies. Imperfect Allie. <laughs> Anyways, that's I what I'm sure she was. I love her. Shout out Allie. I feel like I've talked about her in so many episodes. So she better listen. Allie, if you're listening her. and if you're not, you don't even know about this. <laughs> we do that sometimes. I think we've done that to you, Jenna, a couple times, being like, Jenna, if you're listening, boxer us. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Everything's fine. Anyways, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a beautiful interview. And like I said, all of your links will be 
in the show notes down below. Be sure to check them out. Do you guys want to share your personal Instagrams, social medias? Shameless sure. promos? Yeah, sure. I'm at Jenna Teague on Instagram and jennateague.com on the, the internets. And I am Queer Aunt Bree on Instagram and prideandjoyco.com has all my info. Queer Aunt Bree. That's so cute. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Be sure to check them out on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram at wildly.balanced. Check out our website, wildlybalancedpodcast.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, if you're a creative entrepreneur, check us out, wildlybalancedpodcast.com slash be our guest to apply. We'd love to have you. <laughs>